We are back for another edition of SJHL Weekly across the entire SJHL social media platforms. Thank you so much for joining us and happy Halloween. A big shout out to all of our sponsors who make SJHL Weekly possible before we get started on a very busy episode of SJHL Weekly. Those being Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Great Western, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, and Young's Equipment. Thank you so much for your support, and uh, we wouldn't be able to do this show uh, without the great support. Now we have to bring in our great co-host, Jamie Nugabauer, and back in the studio... We're back, baby! Rory McGoran. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are we? How was the weekend? Happy Halloween, man. Yeah, we're doing great. Um, you mentioned jam-packed show. We got a double oh, feature here of the Battle for North Stars with sure Holden do. Dole and Gary mm-hmm. Childers, the uh, assistant coach there. We're bringing back Buy It or Sell It, yes, mine and Nuji's favorite segment. We got Players of the Weeks. So there's not a lot of tricks. There's a lot of treats on this show here. Oh, Happy oh. Halloween, everyone. Look at that professionalism broadcasting from Rory. And look at the <laughs> set. Oh, yeah. is the, the, amazing. IKS crew people here. Yes. Oh, there's the ghosts. You Amazing. can see the ghosts. Oh, on. there's there's some uh, guys who were traded. There you go. Oh, jeez. Okay, Jim. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> like Rory said, a lot of treats. Uh, not much for tricks. So let's quickly get into the out of town scoreboard from the weekend. It was uh, a busy weekend. Eight games on the schedule in total. Let's start with Friday nights. The Flin Flon Bombers doubling up the Melville Millionaires four two. Wayburn getting back in the win column with a. 4-1 win over Nipwin and the Balfords North Stars winning at home 5-2 over the Humboldt Broncos. Then on Saturday, a jam-packed day, five games on the schedule and the home team winning all five games on Saturday. It saw the Flin Flon Bombers winning 5-4 over the Melville Millionaires, the Estevan Bruins winning 5-2 over the Notre Dame Hounds. It was the Nipwin Hawks. There we go. The Nippon Hawks winning 4-3 over the Wavern Red Wings, 4-3 in a shootout. Uh, the Humboldt Broncos bouncing back at home with a 3-2 overtime win over the Balfords North Stars and the Laurent Ice Wolves winning 4-1 over the Melford Mustangs at home at the Mel. And of course, our weekend recap is always presented by Sask Lotteries. And boys, I think there's uh, really one place we really have to start, mm-hmm. and that's obviously the home and home between the Balfour North Stars and the Humboldt Broncos. Uh, I would say comfortably with watching the first game on hockey TV and then the second game live in Humboldt on Saturday. Uh, Rory, those were some great hockey games between two of the, the two top teams right now in the SJHL. I don't think it's really any surprise no. either, but the pace of play, the talent, the matchups between Brady Klamosko and Scott Barney, uh, easily the best 120 mm-hmm. minutes of hockey I've seen. And you know what? The first game tight as it could possibly right. be for the first 45. <laughs> Officiating got a little out of hand with 173 penalty minutes in the final 10 minutes or so, right? I think 161 of them were in the <laughs> final 10 minutes, but uh, that's when you give credit to the teams that take advantage of their opportunities. Battlefords mm-hmm. were granted a few of them, and they ran away with it at home. Humboldt then, if there was ever a game that needed the epitome of protecting home ice, it was that game. Exact same script. Mm-hmm. Up one nothing after the first. Battleford ties it. Mm-hmm. Up 2-1 after the second. Battleford ties it. This one, though, Stayed 2-2, overtime. Lucas Ceccarelli, a big goal by one of their leaders. And uh, Battleford's still undefeated in regulation through 17 games. However, a big win in the answer for Humboldt on Saturday. And before you tackle that, Jamie, those two games, it's worth mentioning, too, on that Saturday Saturday game, Ceccarelli hit the post with about two minutes left, so he almost handed Battleford their first regulation loss. I guess, Jamie, your thoughts on the two games. 
Yeah, just simply that this is we 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 wanted it to oh, be spicy. We 100%. wanted there to be a lot of enmity. That's big a big time. word between uh, these two teams. Word. And uh, you know, I was just watching the thought that came to me over and over again is if if this is a playoff series, sometime oh. in the playoffs, sign me up. Yeah, big time. Right now, it was electric. It must have been a lot of fun to call. Marty uh, on the Battlefords call was losing his marble <laughs> too. It was always fun. Marty loses all the time. I was gonna we say. love Marty. He's great, but uh, when yeah, doesn't he it was fun. Marbles. Big hits by uh, yeah. Dalen Weagle and uh, and Connor Kasperi late in those games that were you know co- given controversial calls. We'll say, but uh, they were huge hits. If you like hits, Rory, those yeah, were, were those were those were massive. When Connor Kasperi hits you, though, it, you feel it. It's true. I just loved it. And you talked to both coaches afterwards, even Gary, who we're going to talk mm-hmm. to later in the show. It was playoff like hockey it sure in October. Was. I, love I mean, it. so anyone that got to experience it, and the crowds got a shout out to both mm-hmm. everyone at Access Communication Center and the Elgar Peterson Arena. They showed up in droves, and I think over a thousand in both buildings both nights. So, awesome. yeah, awesome hockey between those two teams. Yeah, and the fans traveling as well. There's mm-hmm. a good Balfour yeah. contingent in Humboldt on, on Saturday, but two amazing hockey games to say the least. But let's move on. Uh, the Flin Flon Bombers, mm-hmm. one of the top teams in the SJHL, two big wins at home against the Melville Millionaires. Obviously, Melville playing. Four games and five nights on the road. Two games in LaRange, two games against Flin Flon. I would argue the two toughest buildings to play in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, but Flin Flon coming out with two tight wins uh, at home over Melville. I guess, Jamie, your thoughts on those games. Well, do you guys remember when we were talking about Flin Flon having a hard time scoring goals? Like, Yeah, that was about a month ago. I guess yeah. we were nuts. <laughs> there have been three games all year that the Flin Flon power play hasn't scored a goal. That is crazy. Only one game in October that the Flin Flon power play didn't score a goal. Jaden Mercier has 10 power play assists already this year. And uh, man, oh man, uh, the new camera up there looked pretty cool too with the mm-hmm. the pixel art up in uh, the Whitney Forum. Pretty interesting. I know some people, you know, not got to get used to it, I guess, but it was pretty neat. Um, but uh, man, oh man, the, that Flin Flon uh, power play unit's really clicking. And I got to say, uh, as well, uh, the Melville decor, I think, is starting to look better and better. Boston Harkness is an 05 birth year D man. I love the young kids getting an opportunity. I really like him too. And uh, yeah, so, you know, good for Melville for being, you know, in tight and right. tough in those games. And obviously, we'll talk more about Zach Kane and his impact moving forward. But, uh, you know, tough, tough road trip for Melville, four and five, as you mentioned, in tough barns. And they got one out of the, of the four, and it's tough to stop Flin Flon right now. Hardest stretch, I think, any team, oh. unless they have the exact same stretch that you're going to go through in a season four games in five days twice in twice in LaRange and twice in Flin Flon to wrap it up for Melville they did pick up one victory I'm sure they would have liked more you mentioned Zach Kane how great he was up there you're really doing everything offensively it is possible for him to try and keep Melville in those games but when you look at the standings Melville I don't think you can really be deterred right now you're in that log jam one point out of a playoff spot so you know get back home stick to what you're doing that's an incredibly tough stretch you're able to get two points and stay tight with Flin Flon throughout those two as well yeah and I think uh, for the Melville Millionaires even though like you mentioned they they went one and three during that four game and five night stretch. Still think there's a lot of positives to take away uh, from that trip. Let's stay in Larange though. Big four one win at home over the Melfort Mustangs on uh, Saturday night. Uh, you know two division rivals going head to head and Larange picking up the win. You know what we talked about? Uh, I do believe last week. When LaRange was going to host Melville, if they had won both those games, they would have been right there above the Flin Flon Bombers going into the weekend. But uh, LaRange picking up forward of a possible six points uh, this week. I know we're going to talk about LaRange and their start to the year uh, later on in the show. But let's talk a little bit about the Ice Wolves and how strong they've been mm-hmm. so far this year. And quite frankly, they've been very good at home. 
Yeah, very good at home. You know, Rory, we've talked about it a lot going up there calling games. The bounces in that rink, there's oh, some yeah. sort of crazy magic <laughs> voodoo going on. The, the bounces are nuts, but you got to take advantage. And, you know, I think it really, really starts with the, to me, the most underrated player in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, at least right now, is Walker Jerome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, two goals. He is a big leader, a great leader. His dad, Todd, is a coach. Uh, for at the University of Regina and uh, knows the game well. Walker knows the game well. Uh, not a, not 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 a not a blazer of a skater, Walker, but he does everything else right. I feel like Rory and such a big piece for them and getting Connor Abrick, you know, to be a bit more of that power play quarterback right. that the Ice Wolves were needing uh, to to generate more on the power play. Trent Curtis has been a match made in heaven for them too, and yeah, they're they're tough tough to go up there. And uh, you know, again, kudos to to Melville for for the way that they played against Larange, but uh, still, you know. We talk about Dawson Smith, too, you know, in the sticks. He's been as good as anybody. So there's, there's a lot to like about LaRange right now. Yeah, and Abrick, you know, filling in for the shoes that we saw. McKellen Couture, after he was yeah. acquired on the top of that power play unit. Big shoes to fill as he was mm-hmm. one of the best at it, mm-hmm. at getting the puck towards the net. Abrick's been great. For LaRange, it's simple to me. It's systems. When they are playing that way that Kevin Kaminsky wants, they're one of the hardest teams to beat. When they're off and not playing that type of system, uh, they can have off nights. So right. when they buy in and they play collectively, you mentioned Jerome, Morgan, Strick. Um, you know, they're not the fat, flashiest players in the league, but nope. they got to play consistent. they got to play that hard way. When they do, they're the, one of the best teams in the SJHL. You cannot argue that they are one of the hardest working teams in oh, the yeah. Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, the S Van Bruins got, finally got to play a game at home as uh, they had a, about two and a half weeks off, but they picked up a 5-2 win yeah. over uh, the Notre Dame Hounds. Uh, a much needed win for Estevan getting back home and and now I think they have a uh, decent stretch at home as well Mm -hmm. I guess guys thoughts on that game um, I, I, Estevan Bruins have played 20 games already. It's uh, unbelievable. And I saw a tweet, and I, I, I wish I would have remembered who tweeted it out, but they said that they're going to be halfway Josh done. Josh Biggs. That was Josh Biggs. Yes, yeah. halfway done their Shout schedule on Biggs. November 19th. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It is a front-loaded heavy schedule. Very. So when you look at the Estevan Bruins, 10 and 10 through their 20, would they like to be over 500, a few more wins? Sure. But this is a team that, you know, there's a lot of rollover from that championship team. So yeah. a lot of hockey. They're 500. Mm-hmm. They're right above the halfway point of the league, fifth mm-hmm. place. But uh, I think, yeah, once things slow down, they're going to, uh, again, be that Estevan Bruins team that we saw finish the year last year. Yeah, Yeah, and from the Notre Dame side of things, they're still learning. You need to show up on time. was not a good first period for Notre Dame. It was a very good first period, you know, for Estevan. The Hounds found their legs, and then we once again saw that one of the elites in this league is still the elites in this league, and that's Cam Herdzlicka in the net. He is outstanding when he needs to be, and, you know, boom, boom, back the other way. Estevan's got a couple more in the back of the net. But uh, the first goal for a guy that I think has had as many chances as anybody in this league in terms of a rookie and Jacob Legey, really happy to see him get his first SJHL goal. Great young hockey player, 2004 birth year out of Michigan. He's had so many chances to score, just couldn't bury, finally got one. So there's the positive for Notre Dame, but great, great uh, performance uh, for 60 minutes by the Estevan Bruins. Mm. And finally, the last place we have to go for the weekend is the two games up in Nipawin between the Hawks and the Weyburn Red Wings, and that is actually where we will find our Tourism Saskatchewan Highlights of the Week. Have a look. Carson shot back on the 6th of October. He did not score. Carson's going to pick it up on the center. I saw the 20-year-old of plenty Saskatchewan. Dobson moves in. Nice move.
And that was the shootout winner by Carson Dobson on Saturday for the Nipawin Hawks. The Wings and Hawks split their two games up in Nipawin. But I think uh, after the, the way that the Hawks lost on Friday, I think that was a much needed win by them on Saturday. Yeah, 100%. Um, and the Weyburn Red Wings and Nipawin Hawks, these are one of the games where you're going to look back at the end of the year. Weyburn won one game this week, and they leapfrogged from 11th into 7th. Like, yes. That's how crazy they, it is down yeah, there, right? They got so three of six huge points. Huge yeah. extra point for the yeah. Nipawin Hawks. And with the way there's clustered down at that, you know, 7 to pretty much 12, right? The final six teams in the league. I never want to speculate whether, uh, you know, a player's available for trade, right? Especially a young player, oh, you know, in, yeah. in, in junior hockey. But, it's still early. But I'm going to guess, you know, if, if Nipwin decides maybe next year is where they're going for, although they're one point out of a playoff spot, so mm -hmm. not yet. The phone's going to be ringing off the hook for Carson Dobson. You saw that goal there. He's one of my favorite players in the league and effective in every area. Mm -hmm. So I, if he's available, the teams will be calling. Yeah, fa fantastic player. And from the Weyburn perspective, I, you know, I love the moves that Kobe, Cody Mapes has been making. Take a little bit of pressure off of Ty Mason and, and any line that he's on. You know, make it a little bit more of a matchup. And they brought in Matteo Turin from uh, from Langley in the BCHL. He's hit the ground running. And he mm -hmm. and Miquan Tallman and Jacob Kalen together on that number one line for Weyburn. You know, it's they're playing great. Again, take some pressure off Ty Mason. You know, life post Kirk Mullen there in Weyburn mm -hmm. begins. And, and I think they've got to feel good and the final thing is what a great story we'll talk about it more later but bernie weston 2007 birth year guy who was at the game there was just losing his mind about how good the uh, 2007 birth year kid <laughs> yeah. call up out of the swift yeah. legionnaires is and again we'll talk about it more but great performance by the kid there and that's a great segue uh, Jamie, because uh, how jam-packed our show is today, we are actually going to go right into announcing the players of the week this week. And we will, as always, start with our SGU MVP of the week. I know we had some great discussion in our group chat about MVP of the week, but then uh, some stat changes came in late Sunday night. <laughs> it always seems to come in late. But we decided to end up going with Melville Millionaires captain Zach Kane. Three goals, five assists. I know the team only went one and three, but talk about an amazing performance. Not only this week, but also last week for Zach Kane of the Melville Millionaires. Yeah, we talked about Melville maybe needing a little bit of secondary scoring yeah. to get them, you know, over up into the top half of the league. Big but time. if they get Zach Kane performances like this, maybe they don't. <laughs> maybe because not. he's first place now in the SJHL yes, in is. scoring. And I know they only won one game, but this is a guy that he does everything for the Melville Millionaires. Uh, they're captain. Captain, you know, and uh, yeah, eight points in four games. That's enough to earn MVP, even though they won just one game. Yeah. We talked about how hard that stretches, and uh, Kane was everything they needed to get at least two points out of it. 100%. Uh, moving on to our Direct West Rookie of the Week, and it's a our first repeat winner of the year, actually, guys, and that is defenseman Karsten Cater of mm. the Humboldt Broncos. And I, I think, uh, obviously, Rory, you can speak to it, but uh, he was he was great all week, but I think he was really good in that win over the Balfour North Stars on Saturday. Yeah, two assists on the, yeah. uh, the Broncos' second goal of the game on the power play, and then the overtime winner. You can watch the intelligence already by the 16-year-old on mm. that overtime play. He slows down in the blue line, brings Jordan Gibbs with him, right. then finds Ceccarelli on the far side. So, uh, yeah, not a lot of huge, crazy standout rookies this week, but no. to beat the Battlefords North Stars, you need everyone on the ice and everyone playing their best. Karsten Cater was one of his best games throughout that weekend set, so uh, deserving, I think, of it. Yeah, Jamie, thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I just said love the love the highlight the D1 commits uh, Nebraska Omaha is getting a good one. I mm -hmm. think everybody around the SJ who's seen Karsten play knows that already and last thing I'll say is you see the trust 
that uh, Scott Barney mm-hmm. has and catered already to put him out in overtime mm-hmm. against the Battleford's North Stars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, the best team in the league, probably maybe the best team in junior A hockey in Canada, debatable, depending on what you think of the CGHL rankings. But to put him out there in overtime shows a lot to me. It sure does. Uh, moving on to our uh, defenseman of the week, and we end up going with Connor Abrick. Uh, the Larange Ice Wolves, one mm-hmm. goal, two assists. You guys mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. obviously, he's really stepped up his game this year for Larange. Yeah, yeah. I think it's taken some time for Connor to adjust to this level. Came out of high school hockey, I believe, in Wisconsin. But he's he's figured it out. Rory touched on it right there, trying to replace McKillen Couture at the top of that, you know, that 1-3-1 power play that Larange uh, usually plays. Scored against Melville, uh, you know, got a couple points. And the, with the way that the forward core for Larange is going, if they can get anything offensive from their decor, it's a real bonus. And, uh, and Abrick's been that. He's big boy, too. Physical, tough down low in his own zone, hard to play against. So, you know, he's, he's kind of a perfect fit right now for Kevin Kaminsky's system. And finally, you teased it earlier, <laughs> yeah. Jamie. But I think we have I re, the reason why I saved this one for last, because I think this one, yeah. for me at least, we talk about storylines in hockey. And for me, this is kind of the story of the week and the announcement of Sastel Goalie of the Week is Bernie Weston of the Weyburn Red Wings, the 2007, makes Mm -hmm. me feel old, 2007 (laughs) born netminder, making 29, stopping 29 out of 30 saves on a Friday night win for the Weyburn Red Wings, winning 4-1. It's a tough spot to make your SJHL debut, but I mean, what a performance by the youngster. And the shots were 24-9 Nippuin after <laughs> yeah. 40 minutes, too. Like, it wasn't like he was, you know, eased into the SJHL. No, no, like, he was jumped right in, and he's not a big boy either, but he moves so, so well. And, you know, being being a 2007 birth year, you know, Cody Mapes is really excited for a couple of reasons, obviously the talent. But another element is that he's a, a pretty highly thought of prospect for the Swift Current Broncos right. in the dub, but the Swift Current Broncos have a lot of young goalies in their mm-hmm. system that are maybe a little bit ahead of him. So it, it's an actually interesting situation. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a way Abram Red Wing moving forward. And the last thing I'll say about it is that we would be remiss if we didn't mention that Kelton Pine did kind of the same thing last year with the Melville Millionaires when he was called up, uh, you know, Thought, thought maybe he'd start the year in Regina, and he did this year and whatever. But, you know, he came in and had a shutout for Melville last year. Sort of the same situation as a young kid. But Bernie Weston, man, very impressive. And, again, a tough rank to make your debut in. Yeah, and I just want to, you know, obviously congratulate him. But oh. how, how thrilling must yeah. it be? First ever game, 15-year-old. I can't imagine the nerves he has, right? And then to stop, what, 29 of 30, you said? Incredible yeah. performance. And, and it's a huge win, too, because you look at the Hawks and the Wayburn Red Wings, they're neck and neck, right? right. We weren't, no one is dismissing the fact that these wins right now are going to be important come playoff time, especially for these teams that are going to be floating around that 7 and 8 line. So 15-year-old comes in, picks up the win. Yeah, that's got to be exciting for him and his yeah. family. Well, could you imagine, you know, fast forward from now, a couple, four months or sure, so, playoff time? Two? If yeah. they're in by a point or <laughs> yeah. two, you will look at that game, Bernie Weston coming in for the Weber and Red Wings, mm-hmm. and as being one of the big reasons why they potentially make the playoffs, Yeah, which yeah. is a crazy storyline to think about, but you love to see it. You love to see young mm-hmm. uh, hockey players succeed in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, and of course, we you mentioned um, currently playing with uh, the Swift Current Legionnaires of the U18 League in Saskatchewan. So to recap it all, SGU MVP of the week, Zach Kane, with three goals, five assists. 
The Direct West Rookie of the Week, Karsten Cater of the Humboldt Broncos with two assists. Sastel Goalie of the Week is Bernie Weston with his outstanding performance Friday night against the Nippon Hawks. And then Defenseman of the Week, Connor Abrick of the LaRange Ice Wolves with a goal and two assists. You can read the full article for Players of the Week up at sjhl.ca following this episode of SJHL Weekly. After the break, we will be joined by Battle for North Stars forward Holden Dole, who has been, quite frankly, outstanding for the Battle for North Stars this season. This is SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across all of the SJHL social media platforms. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it is Rory McGoran, Jamie Nugabauer, and Jeremy Corrigan. And at this time, we are pleased to be joined by Battleford's North Stars forward, Holden Dole. Holden, thank you so much for joining us. How's it going today? Not too bad. Thanks for having me on the show. For sure. Anytime. I guess first and foremost, I'll start with a nice, easy question for you. Uh, two games this weekend against the Humboldt Broncos, two amazing hockey games. What did you think of your team's play this weekend? Yeah, I thought we played pretty good. Obviously, it'd like to get four to the four points, but three is not too bad. Obviously, they're really fast games for October already, so it felt like a playoff atmosphere. So, no, they were super fun. Was uh, that kind of what you were expecting in the first divisional matchup against the Humboldt Broncos, top two teams in the league, to kind of have that playoff-like atmosphere already in October? And it certainly delivered. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, you come in expecting kind of a more juicier game, I guess. You know, whenever we play Humboldt, there's always a little bit extra that you want to win. So, no, yeah, you kind of come in expecting it. But, no, they were, they were, they were super fun to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Holden, uh, thanks for your time. i got to ask you about... That having the having a big brother in the league, uh, you know, before to to kind of sound things off and bounce things off, you know, how much did it help to have Nolan, uh, you know, in the league and even to face him, I guess, even last year a bit, uh, you know, how, how did that help you and how has that helped you, you know, step into the role that you have now? Yeah, no, having Nolan in the league last year helped me a lot. Obviously, he kind of kind of told me a few things to help me out this year, and no, obviously, playing against him last year was super fun and. You know, we always had those battles growing up and stuff. So kind of just that competitive spirit and stuff. I'm sure my parents didn't like it, but whenever <laughs> we played each other, there's obviously that little bit more more inch to win. So, no, it was it was awesome having him in the league, and he taught me a lot. So it was good. I guess building off that, Holden, when you look at your game personally, how do you see your game has progressed from last year to this year? Um, I feel like I got a good summer of training in, and obviously I was hurt quite a bit last year, so I tried to – tried to train my body so that I could play a full or close to a full 60, 56 games this year. So, no, I feel like I got faster and just that much stronger. And being in the league already a year helps a bunch. So, no, it, it had a good summer of training. So it was, it was it helped a lot. Yeah, for sure. I got, I got to ask you too, Holden, you know, I, I see you, you know, when you came out of Beardies and even the year, the short COVID year there with uh, the Blazers, you know, I saw you as a guy that probably had a ton of options, could have gone a lot of places, but you decided to, to stick with the SJHL and, and, and everything. So I'm going to ask you, you know, what went into that decision and, you know, how much have you been validated? Do you feel like sticking with the Battlefords North Stars and sticking with the SJHL? Yeah, no, obviously when I AP'd and stuff, they were, they were, I noticed that they're super good organization. So 
it was pretty easy choice for me. You know, I love Braden. I love Chile. I love Wiley. I love everything about the organization. And I knew, I knew I was going to get opportunity coming in. So I just thought it was the right choice for me coming to Battlefords and I haven't regretted it since. And, and, you know, all your doors are still open with maybe where you want to take your, your hockey career following the SJHL. Do you, you know, take time to kind of think about that at the moment and kind of what you would hope to secure? I mean, the season you're having right now, I'm sure there's a lot of avenues open for yourself, man. Yeah, yeah, no, obviously I'm just hoping to have the best year I can this year and kind of keep the doors open and see see where it goes. But obviously the team success comes first and then, Whatever happens, happens, right? So no, but it's been it's been a great start to the year. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a little bit about your team success. I mean, it's been widely talked about how great of a start you guys are off to. Have you ever been a part of a, a start or a stretch like this in your hockey career? No, I can't say I have. Obviously, winning 15 out of the first 17 games is special in any any league or any team you're on. So I can't say I've been a part of something like this. It's been special. You know, the guys love coming to the rink and. It's just it's just a joy to be at the rink every day. So it's something special, and hopefully we can just keep it going throughout the year. Holden, what's been the uh, the secret to the top line with yourself, <laughs> Kean Bell, and Jake Southgate? Arguably, unarguably, let's say it right now, unarguably the best line in the SJHL uh, throughout the first twenty five percent of the season. But how have you guys been able to find the continued chemistry? I know you and Jake played last year, but then with the acquisition of Kean. Yeah, I don't know. I think we kind of just gelled right away as soon as Kean came to the team. You know, obviously me and Jake playing together last year helps a lot because we get that chemistry. But Kean's kind of just fit right in, and no, it's just been it's just been awesome playing with two guys like that. They're super skilled and make my job pretty easy <laughs> on the ice. So it's it's been special so far. I gotta ask you too the the level of consistency of performance too from the start. It's not just results, but what you see in terms of sixty minutes, you know, of effort. What's it like to be day in day out being able to do that as a collective? You know, what's this key? How can we bottle this? What the Battle for the North Stars are doing and sell it around? What's the what's the secret sauce? Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I think everyone's heard it a lot. We have a really really depth team, right? Like. A lot, of, a lot of the guys that came back last year have fit in new roles, being leaders and stuff. And then the new guys that have came in have just been awesome, right? They fit in perfectly. So kind of just everyone playing their role and everyone doing their job. And I feel like we, we're a hardworking team, right? So if you if you do that every night, in and out, and should should get success throughout the year. So it's been, it's been good so far. Hopefully, just keep it going. Absolutely. And uh, with the success, of course, comes boatloads of confidence. But you don't want to get, you know, overzealous and and maybe look past some teams we know that you've had a lot of home games you have a five-game road stretch coming up now in the SJHL how do you maintain that focus to you know go into Nipawin and go into Notre Dame and just play the same 60 minutes uh with the North Stars throughout this important road stretch for yourself yeah you know it's it's important to win on the road too so we've we've had a nice stretch of home games here to start the year and it's been awesome but I feel like it'll be nice to get on the road a little bit. You know, that's where kind of team bonding comes in. And I feel like some of the new guys that haven't maybe seen some of the rinks, like Nipplin and Flin Flon and no, even Notre Dame being a big ice surface and kind of just, just get out and see see different things. And hopefully we can just keep our winning ways on the road and keep working hard. So should should be good. Sort of similar question, though. I mean, lots of, lots of noise, you know, on social media and, you know, the number one rank in the CGHL. And how do you kind of tune that out or use it? Or what, what's your philosophy about that, all the, all the noise? Yeah, obviously, we don't. We try not to look at that stuff too much, right? Like, rankings don't mean anything right now in October. So we're just hoping to be at the top in 
March and April. So we, you know, obviously we use it as a as a motivation factor, knowing that teams are coming in wanting to beat us, right? Every night, like we're gonna get every team's best, so we know that we ought to give our best every night, and we kind of just use it as that, right? But other than that, no, we don't look at it too much. I guess finally, Holden, uh, Rory kind of mentioned it briefly. You now have a stretch uh, away from the ACC. Three games and three nights uh, this weekend. Are you guys excited to finally get on the bus and hit the road and kind of bond as a team? Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say we're excited. You know, we love playing in front of our fans in Battleford. They're some of the best in the league, but it'll be nice to kind of kind of get away from home for a little bit, I guess, and kind of, yeah, just get to, get to hang out with the guys a bit on the bus and in the hotel and stuff, and then Obviously, it's three huge games, so we got to come prepared for every single one of them. But no, it should be good. We're excited for this weekend. Well, Holden, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. We really appreciate it. And congratulations on your start to the season, both for yourself personally and for the Balfour North Stars. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. That is Balfour North Stars forward Holden Dole. Um, we've talked about it time and time again. An amazing start to the season for Battlefords, and Holden's been a big part of it. Yeah, you know what? Like, he's exactly what you want top line center right. wins face off he's not easy to play against that's one of the things about this league is that the top top guys like him are also not easy to play against he's a hard-nosed kid you know comes from a great family his dad Derek uh, is so uh, involved in the right ways with him and his big brother Nolan who's at Red Deer College uh doing a great job we're at Red Deer Red Deer College Red Deer yep. Polytechnic yeah, Red, Red Deer College um lots of SJ guys there and Nolan's one of them but uh yeah great to see great family and he's doing great obviously yeah, as a 19-year-old, he's already one of the best players in the league. Yeah, and, 100%. Uh, I mean, to watch him, you mentioned him coming out of Beardies. I think he led the league in points that year in, in uh, U18 AAA. Comes in, chooses the SJHL, which, you know, what you want to see. And his all his doors are open, man. And yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm guessing his phone's had a couple rings uh, Probably. with some people looking into the talent <laughs> of Holden Dole because he's a complete package and any team would be lucky to have him. 100%. And after the break, we are going to continue our double dip with the Battle for North Stars we're joined by associate coach Gary Childerhose right after the break. This is SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. It's Rory, it's Jamie, it's Jeremy. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we are going to go back to the video chat line where we are pleased to be joined by the associate coach of the Battlefords North Stars, Gary Childer host. Gary, how are we doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Thanks we, for having me. Hey, we're doing great. Any day you get to talk hockey is a good day. Uh, first and foremost, Gary, let's... Uh, uh, I guess ask you about the weekend three out of four points against the Humboldt Broncos what did you think of your team's play yeah you know I thought it was uh probably the fastest paced uh weekend that we've had this year uh Humboldt's a great team as well and uh you know it was a really good test for us as a group and uh you know we took we uh thought two games were pretty evenly matched there and uh you know we ended up getting three out of four there which was which was good but you know obviously you do want to complete the job, but you know, if you would have told us we were going to get three out of four the, uh, before the weekend game started, I don't think we would have turned it down, especially playing a competitive team like Humboldt. 
We just talked to Holden Dole about what it was like to play in that game. Already getting playoff-like atmosphere between the two division rivals in October. What's it like to coach it? Because you know, we know the talent of both yourself, Braden Klamosko, and then Scott Barney and Carter Hansen. Getting the line matchups going, you know, trying to catch each other off guard. Just what was it like to, to coach in a game like that? Or games, I should say. You know, it was really fun. Uh, I think it was a ga- uh, weekend that both teams had circled on their calendar for quite some time. So we knew what Humboldt was bringing to the table and we just wanted to be ready to go best we could. And, you know, playing in games like that, it's playoff atmosphere. You know, I think we had said, I think we were just over a thousand there on Friday night and it was over a thousand there Saturday night. And it's not something you, you get every weekend. So I think it was, it was a lot of fun as a coach. And, you know, it's one of those ones where I think it's a lot of fun, a lot of new guys and, you know, after the COVID years, guys aren't used to playing in full barns like that. So it was a uh, good experience, good playoff hockey early in the season and kind of a good measuring stick to go off of here. Yeah, I got to ask you, Achille, uh, always a pleasure uh, to chat with you. Uh, also, uh, happy belated birthday. I understand your birthday was uh, was relatively recently, too. So, you know, happy 21st birthday for you, Achille, there. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's older than that. But I got to ask you, you know, sort of, uh, I talked a lot with Rory on the show about how I felt like you guys were, uh, you know, really, really building for this year, uh, even as well as you did last. You know, just talk about, you know, what it's like in practice, knowing that there's that much familiarity and chemistry that you and Braden maybe have to explain just a little bit less this year, given that you have a much more veteran squad. Well, yeah, appreciate the birthday wishes there, Newt. And, uh, but no, you know, it's been, it's a great group and I think it's a big part of our success. Uh, last year we were the second youngest team in the league and we had some great leadership and, uh, you know, a big part of it was coming to the rink and having fun every day and working hard. And it's, it's fun to it's fun to work hard, and I think that's a big thing that our group buys into and brings every day. And uh, yeah, we were able to. I think having that tight group last year and having a lot of familiarity coming into the season, that's just kind of uh, kept that culture nice and strong. And the new guys have come in and fit in like a glove and bought right in. And I think that's a big part of our success. How have you seen the development of some of these players that are now part of the North Stars for a couple of years? Uh, you know, two specifically, Holden Dole and, you know, Tynan Ewart. It just seems that we know the talent was there last year, but they've really committed themselves in the offseason. And now they're, you know, again, off to stu- superb starts here, 25% in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was the biggest thing after the season ended. Obviously, we felt our season ended too early. And it was one of the things that we talked about. We set goals as a group, what we wanted to accomplish in the offseason. And, you know, credit to the guys. Uh, they did the work in the offseason. They came into camp in unbelievable shape. And, you know, we feel that's another thing that kind of uh, is a big key factor to us. We're able to, you know, wear teams down because of the shape we are in. And, you know, with our team depth, it doesn't matter who's in the lineup or mm-hmm. who's playing where. Everyone buys into the system. And, we, you know, we are able to roll four lines. We like to say, you know, we roll five lines in AD because it doesn't matter who's in the lineup on any given night and guys just come to work and yeah it's been great success so far and just a great group and a lot of fun to work with these guys Gary I have to ask you this I asked Holden this uh obviously an unbelievable start to the season you guys have yet to lose in regulation have you ever been a part of something like this in your coaching career or even your playing career no no I haven't actually it's uh, been an unbelievable start you know 50, you know, one and one. And, you know, if you count ex- exhibition, I believe it's 22, oh, and <laughs> one and two kind of thing. So right. it's been an unbelievable start for us and uh, just a great group. And like I say, easy for us coaches to come to the rink every day when you, you know, you got a group that just shows up, uh, shows up early, ready to work, uh, 
good uh, good attitudes all around and yeah it's been a great experience and we just want to keep putting in the work you know there's a lot of work to be done here and it's uh season's just begun so uh looking forward to keep rolling and just keep on uh, coming to the rink every day and just taking it a day at a time yeah chili well i think it's obvious to everybody around the league that you and Braden, you know do a really really good job uh you know with that group but every coach knows that without recruiting without a great scout staff behind the scenes you are absolutely nothing and uh, I like to think that there's a master of puppets to some degree there at Battlefords with uh, Wiley Riendo. You talk about uh, players with uh, Braden and yourself. A lot of the times you mention him in terms of the recruiting. I look at your squad you guys got from Gander, Newfoundland. You got Pegwis, Manitoba. You got, you know, a, a goalie from uh, Abbotsford, B.C. And, you know, the, everywhere here and there in between, you know, just talk about Wiley and his staff and how important they are, you know, to the success that you guys have had right now. Absolutely. You know, like, uh, I think Wiley's been around for four different coaches here and the North Stars have been competitive all the way through. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys, he, he, he loves the game and he truly, he lives it. He's at the rink every night. I believe last year he was at, uh, personally at over 300 games. So like, I mean, when you're putting in that kind of work, uh, yeah, it's pretty unbelievable, pretty special. And, you know, we're lucky to have a guy like that. And, you know, like you said, uh, Nuge there, you know, it's, you're only as good as your scouting staff and the people are going to the rink and the eyes that are looking. And, you know, we feel that we have great people involved in the organization from, you know, obviously, uh, president to Wiley to our scouting staff, uh, Braden's been unbelievable to work with. Uh, I think when you just have a group of, uh, good people and you just end up getting good results with good work ethic and Wiley's been unbelievable for this organization. And, you know, I've learned a lot from him personally and just, uh, yeah, definitely a great guy with a bright future ahead of him as well. Uh, one player I just want to mention is, of course, you know, you're nothing without your goaltender. And how good has Josh Cote been? You know, how impressed are you with him? Did you know that this is what he was capable with uh, when you brought him in and just uh, what he's been able to do so far this year? We knew he was a good goalie bringing him in. You know, obviously we believed in him quite a bit. And it's one of those things where he's just uh, coming out the gates there. He's been unbelievable the way he approaches practice. Uh, He's just got that uh, pro mentality and uh, great guy in the room. The boys love him. When he comes on, uh, you just feel that calmness uh, from the group. And, uh, yeah, he's he's been truly unbelievable. I don't know if there's many goalies I've coached uh, with the level of Josh. And he's just one of those guys that continues to grow his game and get better and better as, as the days goes on, it seems. And, you know, he's one of those guys in practice. He competes so hard in everything he does. His work ethic is through the roof. And uh, he's... He's never cheating. He's always uh, working, battling for those pucks. Even, you know, you're playing games at the end of the practice. And, you know, sometimes it's easier for if you're a goalie to let in a few, not battle for those pucks. But he's he's jumping across, making saves. And, yeah, he gets a lot of respect in that room for the way he works and uh, obviously the way he plays. I just want to piggyback off of what Nugsy asked Holden in our prior interview. It's just kind of the Battlefords North Stars are getting a lot of a lot of noise, a lot of attention, right? Mm-hmm. Number one team in the country. Uh, we asked him if, if he uses that, if he blocks it out. How do you, as the coaching staff, yourself and Braden, try to keep this team dialed in when you're, you know, undefeated in regulation through 17 games? You got a big road test coming up for five straight here this week. Well, you know, I think it was good playing Humboldt this weekend and seeing, you know, the pace they set uh, on Saturday night there. I thought both games were uh, super competitive, and we just know there's a lot of work to be done here. It's uh, it's great, obviously, to be recognized and things like that, but uh, 
you don't win it in October and November. And, uh, we, the only thing that matters is being there in May at the end of the day. So it's one of those things. I feel that we have a pretty grounded group and I feel like we have a mature group and guys that really understand things. And I think everyone just, uh, we have a group, we have a lot of fun working hard coming to the rink every day. So we just really try to trust the process and it's one day at a time. And, you know, we're heading out on the road here pretty soon and, it's we're just play play black and silver hockey and we worry about one game at a time and then that's kind of just how we get things done i guess final question for you gary you guys are 15 one and one you mentioned it but nobody's perfect so what do you think as a coach that the balfour north stars need to improve on you know i think there's uh quite a few areas you know we need to improve on just like any group uh it's one of those things that uh We'll find out more as the season goes on. We're really looking forward to getting on the road here. I think it's one of those things, uh, you know, just like every team, you just got to work on pace. You got to work on uh, physicality, just the little details of the game. I think uh, for us, uh, we got a committed group, and it's one of those things that if we just keep coming to the ring, keep putting in the work every day, I don't think there's uh, obviously one particular thing that I want to <laughs> say right now, but it's uh, I think it's just a daily grind and just getting better at the little details every day. I got my notepad out. Uh, Terry, waiting for some. Uh, I got my notepad out, waiting for some information, but you didn't give me any. So, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> well, Gary. Regardless, it's been an amazing start to the season for the Battle for North Stars, and uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. And like uh, Nugsy said earlier, uh, happy belated birthday. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on, and you guys do a great job. I enjoy watching the show weekly here. So, uh, yeah, it's good chatting. Thanks, Gary. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. That is Balford's North Stars associate coach, Gary Childerhose. Love talking to Gary. He's uh, been around the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League for quite some time as both a, a player and a coach. And obviously, he's uh, a big reason why the Balford North Stars are off to such a good start this season. Yeah, we got some great assistant coaches uh, around this league, too. 100%. The head coaches get a lot of the respect and for a good reason, but got some great assistants. And, you know, personally, I, I, I struggle to think of a better one in the league than Gary. I think there's no question in my mind that Gary could coach a team, be the head guy himself. So the fact that, you know, they got Braden and Chili there, Battleford's, what a combo. Saw uh, Melford Mustangs broadcaster, <laughs> excuse me, uh, Matt Barrett shout out the Melford yeah. Mustangs legend, Gary Childeros. But you're right. Uh, you need so many moving parts and successful parts in an organization to make the organization successful. You mentioned Wiley, Braden and Gary are two of the best absolutely in the league. Mm -hmm. Then their lineup becomes as deep as it is. And this is why this team is undefeated in regulation. It takes everyone and the community in Battleford's as well. One of the, you know, uh, most impactful communities mm -hmm. in terms of support to their team. Great to see. hundred percent. And a big uh, thank you to both Holden and Gary for joining us on the show today. But we're now excited to bring back one of your guys' favorite Ooh, segments. Baby. And I'm excited because this will obviously be the first time I, I get to be a part of. Buy it or sell it. I promise next time we do this segment, we will have a big flashy graphic for Whoa. buy it or sell it. It will be over the top just the way our production team likes it. But we're going to ask three questions, and you guys are going to, we're going to answer. Are you going to buy it or sell it? So we will start. <laughs> Do you think there will be a 90-point scorer in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League this season? Buy it or sell it? We will start 
with Rory? Uh, I'm going to sell it. Okay. I'm going to sell it. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I'm going to sell it. I think it's going to be pretty close. Last year, the league's uh, leading scorer, Conor McGrath, was held at what, 84, I believe it was, at the end of the season yeah. in, in two more games. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're seeing a lot of these teams like Battlefords, they're just so deep that it's not led by one guy. I think Holden Dole's going to be really close. Zach mm -hmm. Kane's going to be close. Cade mm -hmm. Runke, you know, a couple other players. Uh, I know I'm leaving some people out, but 85 is where I'm at. I don't think 90 gets hit. No, I'm going to sell it. Yeah, I'm with you, or I'm gonna sell it uh, just for your just for your information out there, because we try to entertain <laughs> you and educate you. At the same time, Holden Dole is on pace for 96, mm. and uh, Boucher in Humboldt is on pace for 94. Even even though he's only played what seven games, yeah. So right. even if he plays every game the rest of the year for Humboldt, then he's on pace for 94. But I'm gonna sell it. I think what Rory said. I'm just don't want to echo too much. I don't think the, the teams that have those players, they don't need those guys to put that kind of number up because they're, they're that deep. And, uh, and the teams that have a star or two or three, you know, it's hard to sustain that all year. So sure. I'm just going to go with sell it as well. Very close to 90, though. It's going to be tight. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be some 80s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was, okay, so two things quickly. I'll, just to play devil's advocate, I will buy it. Uh, there we go. Why not? And then secondly, my follow-up was going to be, but if I said buy it or sell it to 80 points... Buy it. Easy. Buy it. Easy. Buy it. Yeah. Okay. Over, I think, three or four players are going to hit it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the second question. Um, you know, there's, I think we've talked a little bit about the parity, I think, in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League this season. But do you think the LaRange Ice Wolves are the biggest surprise so far this season? We will start with Jamie this time. Uh, yeah, I'm going to buy it, not because I didn't think they had a great roster or right. a great coaching staff, but, I, you know, the, the fact that they started the year with their coach, you know, uh, suspended right. for 10 games, you know, that that's a lot to deal with. You know, some turnover. They lost Couture, we talked about, on the blue line. Uh, so I'm going to buy it. I like them. I didn't expect them to be on the pace that they are right now, fourth in the league. You know, big-time kudos to them. Trenton Curtis was a great ad. Uh, they're doing a great job, so I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I was back and forth on this one for a mm -hmm. while. I was going to sell a tricky it. One. At, it's very tricky to debate this mm -hmm. because did we all expect, did we all think the North Stars would be this good? Like sure. that you can have a really positive surprise, right? Yep. We knew they were going to be good, but 17 games, they haven't lost in 60 minutes yet. No, you can't predict it's that. Absolutely yeah. insane. No. However, the part that's going to make me buy it is the fact that they didn't have Kevin Kaminsky for the first yeah. 10 games and they got through it in spades. I didn't know what Dawson Smith was going to bring to the table. He's one of the most elite goaltenders in the league. So there's a lot of surprising pieces with LeBron. So I will just buy it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally convinced in that stock right now, but I will, I will pick up some shares of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, will, I was also going to buy it as well. So we'll complete the, uh, the sweep on that one. Uh, I saved this one for last because I feel like this one's going to be a, a good talking point. <laughs> Let's um, start it. Yes, that is a start, isn't it? Uh, there has been... A lot of talk around uh, the league and the CJHL regarding potential mandatory cages for Junior A hockey. So my question to you is mandatory cages for Junior hockey. Do you buy it or sell it when it comes to the implementation of mandatory cages? Who wants to start <laughs> on that one? You are a newser. I'm, f I'm fine, too. Perfect. <laughs> uh, 
you know what? This is gonna make some make me some make me unpopular in some circles, and that's fine. I know it's not my money that has to pay for them and, and whatnot, and I think that's probably the the bottom line. Could you imagine if it was your thing. money? Thank goodness it's not. But I'm gonna buy it. You know what? I'm a dad of two two young children, and uh, hockey's a fast sport. We've seen a lot of eye injuries. We've seen a lot of people losing teeth, and that you know that's fine. But um, you know, I think I just think a cage makes a lot of sense, just safety-wise. You know, we've seen guys go face first into the boards a bunch of times this year. Uh, people talk about the whole. You know, oh, there's going to be people running around now because they don't have to fight. People right. aren't really fighting anyways. I don't really see this league as a ton, ton of fights anyways. So, you know what? And, and if, if it's that egregious, then maybe someone will take a suspension for it. But, yeah, just generally speaking, I think player safety at this point is worth it. And my final point before I pass it on is that if the kids want to play or players want to play in the NCAA, right. they're going to have to wear those cages and shields That's or anyways as an mm -hmm. older player. Right. So just get used to it now. And we saw it. At the Centennial Cup, the Pickering Panthers wore it, and they didn't take. Uh, they, they kept high sticking people and getting four minutes. They would get high stick. They couldn't get it, so it kind of wasn't. A, it was kind of weird to see. It wasn't exactly a even playing field that way too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it and, and maybe make some uh, enemies. Um, you know what? I'm not as egregious towards your point as maybe when I heard the announcement. Right. I first thought I was. You're right. very right. You know, I know I know all the parents out there too. They're worried about eyes and and and, and teeth and dental, yep. right? So I get it. However, I do think there is a level of accountability that will get lowered with the cages and you'll have some sure. players that will start to, you know, hit to the head more, high stick more, or slash more. And yep. I think you lo you lose a bit, a bunch of the accountability when, mm -hmm. you know, if you do have a guy that maybe can have that nuclear option on a team, we know there's not a lot of fighting in this league, but it might keep some people in check. And now with cages, I, I think you might lose some of that. So I hope that... It doesn't increase hit from behind. It doesn't increase wax to the head. It doesn't mm -hmm. increase, you know, high hits. Uh, but I, I'm afraid it might. So I'm selling it. I, I don't. I don't like it. But I'm not right. as opposed as maybe a lot of people are. I, I think there's. I also don't want it to happen in the middle of the season. Right. If they implement it next yes. year, I'm, I'm, I'm more for it. But in December comes. Yes, 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 no. yes. Uh, there's obviously, like I mentioned, there's been a lot of chatter about when it might be implemented and whatnot. Obviously, nothing has been finalized just yet. But. Um, I'm leaning towards, uh, I, I agree with both of your guys' sides of the argument here. I'm not going to sit on the fence. I'm going to pick a side. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I, like, I love all your guys' points. Uh, but the point that I think I always come back to, though, is what Jamie said. And that's just, if you want to move on to NCAA, mm -hmm. they have to wear a cage anyways. So we might as well get used to it now. Um, when it comes to, you know, wearing the full cage and, you know, we are, the game is getting faster. The game is getting a lot faster and player safety is important. And I think when you come to a junior A hockey league and you want to take that next level to get to NCAA, I think, you know, you're going to have to get used to it no matter what. But yeah. at the end of the yeah. day, that's what it's up for discussion. 100%. If it does happen mid-season, shout out to all the trainers out there oh, who are going to need to get their, their stuff out. in order oh to get all these gosh. cages in. I don't know if every team has 30 yeah. cages right now, but uh, so they'll be busy. Yeah, yeah. There'll, there'll be logistical challenges, <laughs> yeah. but yes. I just... I just think it's worth it. I mean, I, like, I, I think hit, hits from behind and these kind of things will happen. 
anyways, there'll be dirty plays. You know, that's just the way that some guys play on right. the edge, mm-hmm. whatever you want. However you want to word it, it's it's all semantic. I know I, Notre Dame played Estevan and Evan Vandenhuvel for Notre Dame got absolutely smoked from behind. He, get, he got smoked from behind against Yorkton, and then he had to put a cage on. He put a cage on against Estevan, and guess what? He didn't get injured. You know why? Because he had a cage on. Like, it sounds great. I, as a Notre Dame person, happy to have Evan Vanden Heuvel still in the lineup right. today because he was wearing a cage. Simple as that. Call me call me old. Call me soft or whatever if you want. Soft Ontario guy if you want. I don't care. I'm, I'm a, I just think it makes tons of sense. I get there's logistical issues. I get it's tough. Mid-season, right. I agree, is is a bit crazy, but. Definitely, definitely big time. I love seeing it. passionate Nugsy. Do you know what? Don't, don't you love to I, see I, th- I love it. I think uh, next next week, though, I think we're going to put on your your name bar, Soft Ontario Guy. <laughs> Soft Ontario Guy. <laughs> Just to see how Fair. it pops Fine. up. Uh, but that was buy it or sell it. I think those were some really good uh, topics we had. Obviously, the last one definitely generating a lot of discussion. And there will be updates on uh, the potential mandatory cages throughout the season. And, of course, you can stay uh, up to date on everything on the SJHL uh, website, sjhl.ca, and across the SJHL so social media platforms. But before we wrap up for today, we got a couple of games this week to wrap up the week. Of course, yes, there's the social media graphic. You can uh, follow us on all of our social medias. But let's get into this week's action. Uh, Tuesday's an off night in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, but Wednesday, we do have a pair of games on the schedule. Big one in Melford at the Northern Lights Palace as the Melford Mustangs play host to the Flin Flon Bombers. And then the Melville Millionaires will look to get back in the win column. And so will the Notre Dame Hounds as the Hounds play host to the Mills on Wednesday at 8 o'clock at the Duncan McNeil Arena. And then on Thursday, the Humboldt Broncos will begin uh, a little road trip as well as they take on the Estevan Bruins at Affinity Place. When you look at these three games, boys, and I guess the week as a whole, we're not going to pull up the, the whole schedule for the week, but what kind of stands out and what are you keeping your eye out on? Yeah, sorry, I'm actually going to move it a little more in towards the weekend Please as opposed do. for this week because <laughs> the Battleford's North Stars have played five games on the road, I think yes. it is. A lot of their stuff's been at home. We yes. all know how dominant they are. Yep. 63 goals at home. Mm-hmm. I, I think they only have about a plus four goal differential on the road, if Correct. I'm not mistaken. So um, three games, three days, Southern Swing. Uh, I'm looking at the North Stars to see if they can stay undefeated in regulation. Jamie? Yeah, I Great, uh, great calls. You know, it'll be very interesting. There's always lots of, there's always juice for some reason between Humboldt and Estevan. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. of the, the classic nature of those two organizations in this league. They're just two of the old classic ones. Sure. You think about the SJ. Seven game series, not that, not that yeah. long removed. Yeah, 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 that's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Great series is there and lots of juice last year. People thinking that would have been, you know, the finals mm-hmm. that some people wanted to see. So, you know, there's always, there was always that interesting and see if the Estevan Bruins are, you know, on, an, uh, on another uh, on another uptick, pardon me. And, you know, I'm very interested to see, again, I'm always interested to see the Nippowin Hawks keep, you know, they've got a bunch of home games coming up here at the cage. We'll see if they can turn this, you know, this around. They brought in Jackson Fellner to mm-hmm. play the net there to take over. McDowell, I think, has moved on. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, start to turn things around here because I still really believe, and we talked about Carson Dobson, you know, they brought in those two young players from Portage. Mm-hmm. I still think there's something there. FX Bedard had a great start to the year. You know, there's still pieces in Nippowin that I think they're better than the way they've played lately. 
Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm interested and hopeful to see that the Nippon Hawks can do something in front of their home fans. We mentioned Battleford's uh, a lot of home games. Now they're on the road. Estevan, right. the exact opposite. They had a lot of road games. Now <laughs> yes, they're finally yeah. at home. And who's coming into the building? Battleford's and Humboldt. Yeah. Doesn't get easy for them, but oh. they are at home. So we'll see yeah. the Bruins too. Yeah, yeah and then we'll see if they can build off some momentum. I'll, for the, I guess for Wednesday, I'll say the one thing I'm interested in is Flan and Melfort because, be good. yeah, the, the Melfort Mustangs, obviously we've talked about a bit of an inconsistent start to the, the season, but they, they had a brief three game winning streak, winning two games against Estevan. Then they went against the Weyburn Red Wings and then a tough loss on Saturday. I want to see how the Melfort Mustangs will respond Wednesday night against a very good Flin Flon team coming into the Northern Lights Pal. So that should be mm-hmm. a great game on tap. Of course, SJHL Weekly wouldn't be possible without our great sponsors that we have for the show. As you can see, they pop up on our screen. I will read them all off, though, because uh, they're all well-deserving and great sponsors of our show. Chevrolet Capital Auto Mall, Great Western, Cantera Seeds, RBC, SAS, Tel, SGEU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, and Young's Equipment. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it, and uh, our show wouldn't be possible without the great support that we have from the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We mentioned, too, we're going to have another busy week of games across the SJHL. And if you can't make it out to the rink, here's my sales pitch. You can catch all the games on Hockey TV, where you can watch all the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League games. Uh, I think it's $29.99 a month, but uh, great subscription. You definitely get your money's worth. But if you can't make it out to the games, we've seen some amazing mm-hmm. hockey this season. 100%. And uh, one last shout-out, of course, to of course. Uh, all, the, all the production crew here on the awesome Halloween backdrop and all yes. the work that they do. Happy Halloween and a safe Halloween to everyone out there. Uh, but yeah, Jordan Clark, another... Uh, Nugsy, what were you trying to do there? Job. Raise the roof? Or oh, what? I was trying to see if I can touch the spider web. Ah, the cobwebs. Can we get the ghost cobwebs. behind Nugsy one more time? The do you ghost. got that? Yeah, that, let's that, see if the ghost will appear. Yeah. Oh. He's, a, he's, he's a tough guy from the BCHL. Just trying to acquire him, but... Uh, See if he comes in here. He's having a rough day, though, this guy. Uh, yes, as you can see. We have lots of fun on the show, mm-hmm. which is yep. good. That's what we want to have. Of course, like I mentioned, there's lots of great games going on this week in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. So be sure to go out to your local rinks. If not, uh, be sure to check it out on Hockey TV. For Rory McGoran, Jamie Nugabauer, my name is Jeremy Corrigan. And this has been another great episode of SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms.